that was really really flavorful that is like a crazy like creamy vanilla very like almost like like vanilla bean like it's very floral i don't know that's a that's just great hash wow new batch of dab logic is fire right now <coughs> oh man i'm very interested to see how this clear pre-sale goes excited to do it so i can just fucking maybe I say slow down, but slow down doesn't mean slow down. It just means slow down on one project to speed up on another one. You know what I'm saying? Like when I like want to do less in one spot, it isn't to sit on the couch. It's so I can invest more time in another spot to make sure that we're um, meeting goals that we're trying to do, you know? But yeah, learning to uh, have the patience though has been my biggest problem lately is I got to keep working on patience because I'm very eager to build and do things or whatever, but you know, I have to realize that I don't have control of every variable in the equation that is me growing my business. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 115 of the podcast. Uh, so on today's episode, we're just going to rant and have some fun. I got some things I want to talk about. But first, we got one last drop of the year. Thank you so much on this previous Sunday sale. Fucking went awesome. We're super grateful for the amount of support. Um, <coughs> we were shocked how quick that one sold. You know, some Sunday sales will sit for like an hour. Some will like go like in the first 10, 15 minutes. You never know. But we were grateful so many people came out to support that last big final drop of the year coming up is going to be all clear everything in the drop is going to have double clear maria lip wraps like this guy right here you see how it has the two different like maria those that those little discs on top of the mouthpiece that's what i'm talking about they'll be fully clear no color at all but they'll have the double marias they'll be signed dated um for the special end of the year big like pre-sale drop and we're gonna have everything we're gonna have all four main rbr designs which are the 10 mil micro the 10 millimeter double diffused, the 14 millimeter standard, and the 14 millimeter double diffused. Those are the four that you usually see every month in the clear pre-sale. We're gonna have all those, but they're gonna have full clear with double Maria lip wraps. We're also gonna have fully clear Halo RBRs in the 10 mil. We might even have the 14 mil version as well. We're gonna have three different flower bubblers in clear pre-sale. We're going to have the 75 mil bub, the big 18 millimeter king bub, and then the uh, double diffused bubbler, which is like the smaller King Bub. It's a, it just is double diffused instead of triple diffused. We're also gonna have honey jar recyclers and we're going to have the three turp hammers available, which is the big giant King turp hammer, which is the 14 mil. Then there's the 10 mil smaller version. Then there's the little small, which is the 250 package, $250 for the smallest turp hammer and comes with the cap and everything else like every other piece. Um, so it's gonna be a big pre-sale. I think there's gonna be 12 maybe 14 different models to choose from and there's going to be multiple of each available we're going to watch the sale because i can't make like a million pieces so we're going to like watch it and once we see that the month is booked we're going to close it so we're probably going to leave the sale up for maybe about an hour or so let people get what they want or specific designs they're looking for um that way anyone that's been waiting or if they've been looking for a specific piece but they're always come out in full color so they're out of the price range they just want the function this is the super functional drop this is all the everything i do but in full clear more affordable version um but you know it's going to be fancy because they got those double marias they're going to look different than the regular ones in that respect right there because all the higher end rbrs i do have those double marias so all these will have it. And some people over the years have asked for fully clear. They're like, I don't want the colored mouthpiece. Do you just full crystal clear versions? Um, so that's what this drop's gonna be, a little special end of the year pre-sale. Mm. Been fucking smoking a bunch of weed since last night. <clears throat> I bought a quarter ounce and I fucking blew through it. And like, I got it last night at like six o'clock. And then this is the last bit of that quarter ounce right here. Got a little like fucking half inch left of weed. My God, it was so good. The Rapture from Green Dot. Rapture is a strain I've been buying a ton of in the concentrate form from Green Dot for the past year. I love the Rapture batter. Um, but then I saw they dropped some flour yesterday. So I was like, let me try that flour since I like that batter so much. God damn, the flour is good. I'm going to go back and get more today. Hopefully they have some more there. 
I could call and have him hold it, but I don't like doing that. I just like going in and just seeing my odds. Be like, is it still there? Did someone buy it all? Mm. Take my kiddo to her first movie today. Pretty excited to do that. Uh, she's four, so like we've been waiting. And plus, been a weird few years here in the in the world. So um, <clears throat> movie theaters haven't always been open or felt safe, but we're stoked. We're stoked to bring her to her first movie today and have a have a chill afternoon. I'm still going to be crushing all night working, but my wife was like, can you just take like one day off? We'll go take her to the movies during the day, during a weekday when it's not as busy and we can like try to enjoy it. So when you got a four-year-old, you never know what they're going to do. They might be chill the whole time and watch it, or they might be like not chill at all. So we we're trying, we planned it around a time when hopefully it won't be super busy. Man, I've been like listening to so much interesting stuff lately on that whole thing where they talk about how, uh, you know, there was a Nobel Peace Prize recently awarded to the scientists that uh, proved that our reality isn't like physically real, which is like a weird thing to prove, right? It's like they were trying to say that we were like, we basically live in like the shadow of reality or we're like an echo of reality, like actual physical solid reality isn't us. Like we are living, it's almost like if you're standing on the side of the road and a big truck goes by you and then the truck's already gone down the road, but then you feel a gust of wind hit you. It's almost like our reality is within that gust of wind, but real hard solid reality is the truck and it's already moving. Our reality is just based within that echo or that like shadow of real reality. Pretty, pretty wild shit, but you know what that, doesn't do doesn't mean shit to any normal people who are trying to pay their bills and survive i'll tell you what it's crazy how much money they must have invested into proving reality isn't real if you just take a little bit of dmt you'll realize reality isn't real you don't even need to spend years and money and all that stuff but then again to prove something on paper so that people who maybe don't indulge in such things can understand it and say oh i see why mathematically it's not real that's boring though like seeing why it's mathematically not real is like I don't care, dude. Like, show me. Show me. Let's go. Like, that's why psychedelics are the best. Like, you don't need to physically prove it to someone on a tablet. You can just go, hey, here, take this, and then we'll talk after. And that's that. You don't even need to talk. You just both look at each other and go, okay, that was fucking weird. That, whatever that was. Yeah, it's wild, man. It's wild. I've been listening to uh, I listen to a lot of Alan Watts at night when I like I'm trying to sleep and stuff because um, for some reason over the past year probably high anxiety and stress I've been having a hard time falling asleep even though I go to bed at two three in the morning so like because my head is just going so fast you know too much coffee got a lot on my mind so it's like hard to sleep so I've been listening to a lot of like Alan Watts but last night I switched over to Terrence McKenna which I haven't listened to Terrence McKenna in probably like a year. Um, and he's, he's different than Alan Watts, but another one of those speakers who has like a really calm voice and a really beautiful way of like talking, the way they, they, they use words and describe things is just so interesting, you know? It makes me feel like, I wish I was good at, like really good at like vocabulary and talking. I wish I knew all the words, like what a cool superpower that'd be if you knew every single word in the dictionary and you could use them like eloquently, like and talk to people. And like, cause even though like, some of the things they talk about are over my head. Cause I'll be like, I don't know what the fuck he just said. I just, but the way like these people talk about reality and psychedelics or problem solving as a human, it's just, it's just so interesting, super interesting stuff. You know, like, um, just like, I think the big thing with like people like Alan Watson speakers like that, they push is that like to not just not take life so seriously. Like we all have a choice as adults we were either our life or either our life is conflict or our life is like, um, like cohesion. Like you go with it, you go with the flow. Like everything doesn't need to be conflict. Everything that's hard, even if it doesn't go the way you wanted it to go, it doesn't mean that it needs to be a conflict or something in your life that <clears throat> has now become, um, a challenge for you. It could just be what it is and you could just not take things so seriously but all these things are so much easier talked about and said than actually applied into real life like in practice like actually being able to in the moment when shit's hitting the fan and nothing seems good how do you in that moment actually go oh yeah well i don't need to take this so seriously i don't need to put so much weight into stuff like i have to like realize that like you know i'm generating my own reality right now and that goes back to what i said in the beginning they proved that like essentially like 
reality isn't real and we're projecting our own reality. So it's like, you know, I, I, I believe in that in a way where like you even look at like religions throughout history and they talk about the same thing. It's like, oh, if you do all these things the right way, like you'll live a better life or you'll get into some magical kingdom in the sky or whatever it is. But the idea was, is that as long as you're living in a, like creating a reality that's positive and beneficial to you and the people around you, you're going to have a good reality. But if you wake up every day and you like look at things you're like, fuck, that's fucked up. And you stub your toe and you're like, fuck, everything happens to me. Like, why does everything go wrong for me? If that's how you're starting your day or living throughout your life, it's going to be really, really hard for you to generate a reality that's positive and good and for you. You know what I mean? You're not going to generate a positive reality by every time something goes wrong, you let the world know and you melt down for it. You know, it's crazy. I catch myself still doing it. I've gotten better at it over the years, but man, it's the worst when something goes wrong and you let it consume you, you know, and fuck up your whole day. It's wild. That's why with me, like hash and weed help a lot, but I have friends that'll smoke hash and weed and they'll just make it worse. Just make them more stressed out and anxiety because now they're like, damn, I can't like think straight and like I'm having a hard time making decisions. I'm too stoned. Why am I stoned? You know, everyone has a different recipe or remedy to work through whatever they're doing. For me, I like to try to navigate my way through the fog of THC and try to find like, you know, my solution through there instead of just being like clear headed, sober and rested. That's no fun. You know, live life on the edge a little bit. Try to solve your problems, not just with your normal problems. Add some to the plate. Now you're under on a bunch of weed. Like, now you're sleep deprived. Now try to solve that. And if you're capable of, like, in my head, if I feel if I'm capable of living in that reality I'm generating, then my future, like, any hard thing I'm going to run into, like, I'm going to have tools or at least a reference point to know what I'm capable of. I'll know I can handle it. Like, cause I'll look back of like, I've known what I've been through before this. I know how hard I've pushed myself. I know what I'm capable of. I don't need to freak out. I just got to handle it. Things are scary when you feel like you don't have a solution or you don't have a way out like anything. Like, you know, if your car breaks down on the side of the road and you're not, you know, savvy with working on cars, you can get terrified. Oh God, like what's wrong this or that. And you know, maybe all that happened was like, something really simple, like a little, like something unplugged or something simple happened. It's an easy fix. doesn't cost you anything, but you have a meltdown and ruin your whole day over it. You ever have something like that happen where you're just like something happens and you freak out, ruin your whole morning or afternoon over it. And then you find a solution later that day and it wasn't even a big deal. And you're like, why the fuck did I freak out so bad? Like, why did I ruin my day or like my partner's day? And why did I make this reality suck? Because I didn't have an answer right then. Like, you know, we can't have answers all the time. Sometimes you just have to look at it and just laugh and just keep going forward. It's really, it's crazy. It's we've all heard it growing up like, Oh, your own worst enemy. And that's kind of like the truest shit ever. It's like most of the time we make mo things a lot harder on ourselves than they need to be. Um, you know, I don't, and I think that's more of a Western culture thing. I don't think that's all over the world. I think that's a real Western culture thing is we like make things harder on ourselves when they don't need to be. Um, but that's a much more philosophical conversation we can get into someday, but probably not in this podcast because it goes deep into like religion and weird shit like that. And that's not what this is about. So we're going to take a dab on here. Um, this is my personal t uh, 14 millimeter three by two. Um, I've been making the three by two RBRs for about four years. Uh, the halo versions are the most recent incarnation of that style piece. They have this added like, the halo here in the back, but they still have the three by two drains. There's just like these added extra two drains on the side, make a really pretty visual when you're um, smoking it. Cause you'll get the little tornado in the smaller um, funnel down here inside the halo. And then you have like bubbles pouring around, around it. It's just, it's a cool visual. Doesn't do anything for like, like the hit, right? Like that's the one thing I would say with recyclers. Again, I try to say it all the time. It's a water feature. It's fun to watch. It's a glorified splash guard. It gives the water a place to go instead of up into your mouth when you've stacked it to the top of the can. Um, recyclers are a great way to basically make the whole pipe filling with water and functioning without it getting in your mouth because it gives it another path to follow. Whereas like with a traditional piece, you keep the water level low. That's a non-recycler. Keep the water level low, pull on it and just let it stack and just fall back down on itself. Recyclers are a full like circuit where it goes through that way the water can maintain its like velocity and flow without having to be slowed down by falling back on top of itself um but yeah 
Yeah, I worked out for the first time today in like months. I definitely feel different mentally. I feel like, oh, okay, I gotta, I gotta keep doing that. You gotta keep doing that. Cause there's some days I wake up just like, just angry. I'm just like vicious for some reason. I'll stay positive and shit. I'll be helpful, be a good partner, good dad. But I'm basically just like holding back the beast all day. And I'm like, oh man, working out helps so much. I feel like someone could just tell me to fuck off right now. And I would just be like, what? I wouldn't even care. It could be the weed too. Weed plus working out. You know, you kind of almost got to sap your energy so that you don't waste good energy on going after someone. You know what I'm saying? So I got some papaya here from Dab Logic. It's the 90U. This shit looked crazy, so I, I got it. All the Dab Logic stuff I've been seeing is just so nuts. There's this other one called like um, Cake Shack. This one's also insane. I took a dab of this one last night. I have not tried this papaya yet. This is solventless. Uh, it's from Dab Logic. God, for a papaya solventless. Aja, you want to smell this stuff, dude? You should really smell that. Check it out. It's fire. Yeah, it's good papaya, dude. And the color of it and everything, it's so like pretty. I don't know. It's just it's just fire hash. It's a good hash. Dab Logic does it right. These guys kill. They've been killing it forever, though. Dab Logic's been around since I think 2013 or 14. At least 2014, because the owner of the old owner of Dab Logic. Used to come hang out at our house and bring over samples back in the day. And Jess from All Greens, which she's the daughter of the, the brothers who like run All Greens Dispensary. She used to just, cause she was the main grower back then. So she used to bring over Kong and all these crazy strains. I felt so lucky when I first moved here cause I was like all these people that wanted to hang out and they were people that were really in the industry with like great connections and hash and weed and fun stories and it was just, I moved to Colorado and I was like just immersed. Like there were so many people around me that just wanted me to try all these different weeds and hash. They wanted to bring me to a different place. They wanted to introduce me to this person, this glass blower, this grower. It was just, I was so lucky. It's, it was awesome. Whoa. I hit me as soon as I pulled on it. <laughs> way too terpy. <coughs> Whoa, way too terpy. Whoa. <coughs> Holy crap. Holy crap. <coughs> Coughing mostly from the amount of flavor on that papaya. When you get really, really, really terpy strains, like my mouth, I'm, I keep swallowing right now because I'm trying to hold back the spit. Because my mouth is watering like <coughs> so much from how much flavor that papaya had. Usually when you smoke weed, your mouth dries out. Very rarely do you get strains that are so terpy that your mouth starts just watering like you're eating fruit or something, like something really tasty. Wow. Holy shit, that papaya. <sighs> what the fuck? Oh my God. That was like really, really, really terpy for fucking rosin. Um, that almost reminded me of like papaya fucking diamonds and sauce, like from, you know, back in the day. That was crazy. Holy fuck. All right. Well, good job, Dab Logic, on that 90U papaya. It's got a holographic sticker on the bottom, so I think it might be a fancier. Uh, Cause you know how different hash companies have different tiers. Like when you're buying hash at a dispensary, you're like, oh, here's like the silver, here's the black label, all from the same company. You know, here's the mix micron, here's the 90U, here's the 120, like whatever. I never really look at any of it. I'm just like, I'll buy that one. That one sounds good. Let me go try it. <coughs> Holy fuck, that papaya. Oh my God. Yeah, man. If reality is real or just a shadow of that, it doesn't matter to me regardless because still got a bunch of bullshit to deal with. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. It's like some of these abstract theories and ideas are so like, they may be fun to think about in an escape and maybe give us answers to very finite questions we have in like certain fields of science or philosophy or whatever. But in the reality of most people day to day, they're just trying to survive or take care of their kids and normal human shit like all that stuff is like a luxury uh, and like a perspective that 
people who like you know what I'm, I, I'm trying to explain it while also trying to figure out how why that was so strong that papaya you know what i'm saying like that papaya holy shit but to normal people it's just almost like a fun fantasy conversation it's like talking about star wars like it doesn't matter if it's real or not it doesn't change the fact that like you have bills to pay and shit to deal with and someone that's being an asshole to you that you've been avoiding you have to you know it's just it's crazy but I think that's the fun part of being human is that we get these little breaks where we can like learn something new to almost escape our current reality for a moment to catch our breath. Like that's that's why I like like podcasts. That's why I like fucking smoking weed and stuff. It's not to avoid my problems. <clears throat> it's to give my mental like like give myself a break for a moment. Like remove me from one reality and go into another one for a short time to give myself the mint to catch my breath. So that when I go back into that next reality, I can be more rational and not make my decisions on emotion. Cause that's one of the hardest things is like most of the time people react in the moment or they make a decision based on emotion instead of like thinking about it rationally and trying to put their own hurt feelings or emotions aside and look at a bigger picture here. Look at your own long-term success and gains. So hard to do in the moment. Cause in the moment when someone's shitting on you, you just want to turn around and fuck them up. But that might not be the best move at the moment. Playing the long game is weird, and I think it's the game of a crazy person. Because if you have enough time to sit there and think that deep about everything, like you probably should get another hobby. And that's what I'm trying to do. So I started working out again. Because um, I'm thinking way too deep about shit lately, and I think it's because I have too much on my mind. Gotta clear that shit. I gotta clear the RAM. My RAM is all backed up. And I can't fit any more fucking RAM in my fucking brain. So we gotta clear that shit out so that I'm able to process new problems. Because my random access memory is full. Okay, isn't that what it stands for? Random access memory? It's like the short-term memory of a computer. You know what I'm saying? Like the RAM is just like where a temporary memory is that might not go into the hard drive. Like, so humans have RAM because we have short-term and then we have our deep long-term memories. So it's like, that's why you like learn something and you might forget it really quick because it only spent time in your RAM and never made it into the deep like core thoughts of your mind. Didn't make it to the motherboard. You know? Man, weed is crazy, dude. That dab of fucking papaya. I'm gonna take a dab of this, uh, I keep forgetting the name, but it's Cake Shack? Yeah. Bro, that makes me want Shake Shack, dude. You guys ever had Shake Shack? Seriously, the best cheeseburger. I remember when the first one opened in New York City, and my friend Danny was like, dude, we gotta go. And I'm like, all right. And we worked in Times Square, and it was just like a couple streets over. So we just like skateboarded over from work. Dude. It was way too expensive for me, but that's where I would spend all my money. Like I would save money weekly to go to like Shake Shack. Cause usually I was just eating dumplings from Chinatown. You go to like little dumpling shops and they're like 25 cents per dumpling. Or if you give them a dollar, you get six and then 50 cents for like a uh, um, sesame pancake. And then you get like 50 cents for a soda can. Some like weird off-brand soda you've never heard of. Um, but it was the best. You spend a few bucks in Chinatown and you get like a whole fucking meal. But then I went to Shake Shack and like one burger was like 10 or $12. And I was like, whoa, dude, like this is like a lot of money. That's like weeks of fucking eating dumplings, bro. Ugh, but it was so worth it. So I used to just save money. You know, you see like fucking change on the ground and shit. You just grab it. You're like, fuck yeah, Shake Shack money. It was so different. When back then I had no interest in working. All I wanted to do was smoke blunts and skateboard. That's it. And just go to fucking ramps in people's backyards and fucking go to new spots and like like hike all around five, all the five boroughs and skate all the six spots like oh the worst was though because like whenever like i remember the first time i got like a ticket in new york city for skateboarding in a certain place i was skateboarding down by where the world trade centers used to be which i wasn't trying to disrespect any monuments or nothing it's just where i was um it's a beautiful area and i was down there with a whole group of new uh, kids i didn't really know and they're like, yeah, let's go skate this area. Because usually I would skate, like, I'd start my mornings, like, in Astoria, Queens, skate up there. And then I would, like, make my way down to, like, Chinatown and skate under the Manhattan Bridge at the LES. And uh, this was before LES got the remodel, too. This was when it was just, like, poop on the ground. Because right next to the LES skate park is in Chinatown there is where they would process manure for, like, stuff and garbage and shit. And then when it would rain, all that goo and shit would leach into the skate park and then dry and it made this black layer of like this sludge that was always on the ground. When you'd fall, you'd get this black shit all over you. It was like part of LES. You get you get the caca on you, you know? A little caca. It was gross. 
Um, but that was that was part of the part of it. It was awesome. I'm actually grateful that I got to skate the original LES park. You know, like from like tons of old skate videos and stuff. That big red three stair. Um, but whatever. So these kids were like, let's go over to like you know Lower Manhattan or whatever. Let's go skate over in the financial district. I'm like, damn, never really been over there. We were skating by the bowl down there in Wall Street and shit. And uh, but yeah, we were skating by the trade centers. Um, and they all saw like a security guard guy rolling up on a cart and they all ran. And like, I didn't think it was security. I thought it was just like, I didn't think it was a big deal. I thought he was just going to tell us to leave. And I was, I walked up to him. I was like, Hey, what's up, man? And he was like, Hey, how's it going? He was super nice. And I was like, Oh yeah, I just moved here. Like I'm from upstate. And I was like, I'm not sure why all the guys ran. He was like, Oh, probably because they didn't want this $275 ticket. I'm writing you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it sucked so bad, dude. And I wasn't, I wasn't gonna fucking run from the guy in the golf cart that I've already been like friendly with and talking to. I was like six, so he handed me the ticket over. Luckily, I didn't have to like go to court or anything in New York City. I literally just had to pay it by mail, but it still sucked because that was like so many dumplings, dude. I didn't even have that money. I think I called my dad for money because my dad at the time would send me money for weed every week. He'd be like, "Here's like forty dollars, or here's like sixty bucks." I would just, he would just like send it to me with his card to my account. Um, Cause I didn't have any money and my dad didn't like have money either. He was working his ass off, but he was making sure his son could smoke some weed. So anytime he had some extra money, he would, I would ask if he'd hook it up. Um, and cause like for my first two months in New York city, like I didn't fucking have, um, I didn't have access to weed really. I was in like Bedstuy, Brooklyn and kind of like a weird area and I didn't really know anyone. So that's when I just got back into drinking forties. You know, because, like, if you can't find weed, I mean, I guess you... And I wasn't 21 yet either, so I couldn't go to, like, a good grocery store but or, or a convenience store, which there wasn't really any anyways where I was. But you can go to the the bodegas. And I just went to one of those, and, like, they don't ID you or anything. I had, I had a little bit of a beard and stuff, so <clears throat> I think that helped. But I used to just buy 40s, you know? Steel Reserves, Old English. Oh, my God, I can't even talk. I'm slurring a little bit. Coquie 900. Um... What was it mad dog 2020 i don't even know dude there was some gross shit but we were buying that you know at the corner store bodega me and cassie would just sit on our stoop and just drink stoop kids afraid to leave their stoop and that was the truth luckily the bodega was literally like 60 steps away i could see it we were kind of near the corner so i was like okay i can make it to there yeah but I, honestly after we got comfortable there it was like just all families all nice people trying you know struggling but trying um i used to skate with all like the kids out there once i got comfortable there and they like saw i skated and stuff and i was working for elements so i had like extra shit and i was like hooking people up with equipment we just had we built a little crew and then i got more comfortable in new york city and i started going to manhattan and that's when like i started really meeting people that's where i met my friend danny which he like had like connections to people and then got the job at element and i was just fucking Smoking blunts, skateboarding. Damn, shit was fun, dude. I feel like I was living in a movie. I was jumping on subway trains. You'd be sitting there and you'd just see pro skaters sitting on a train. Just they're also going to the spot you're going to. You're like, sick. There's the camera crew. There's the pros. They're all going to the spot. This is pre like Uber and everything. This is just yellow cabs and subways. So we're all riding the same shit together. It was just so cool. Anytime there was demos, like Nike SB demos and shit, they would just set them up in, like, cool-ass skate spots around New York City or in, like, Harlem or some shit. You just ride the train up there, smoke a blunt, fucking get some food, just, like, skate, do tossing, people tossing out product. Hopefully you can catch some shoes or something. Damn. Different time, dude. Me and my wife, um, like I said earlier in the podcast, we're taking the kiddo to her first movie today. And we were like thinking about it. We're like, man, when's the last time we fucking bought a movie ticket? And we we're like, we used to go to the movies so much before our daughter got here. Like we would do movie nights together and stuff and little date nights and shit. Life has become so scheduled since we got a kiddo and it's, it's actually helped us. It's been a, just nothing but positive, but it's, it, you realize how just, you were just living before. Like you were just like, what are we doing today? <laughs> like when you have a kid, you know what you're doing that day. Unless it's like a weekend or something, you're trying to have a lazy day. Most of the time, you're like, we know what we're doing. We got school. We got this. Yeah, man. Being the opposite of the stereotype as a stoner and actually being responsible and having all the shit together while still smoking more than they even realize, you know. When I hear normal people talk about dabs and stuff on podcasts, I'm just like, oh my God. If I went into a podcast and just sat there and just, just dab and they wouldn't even know. They wouldn't. It. 
But like anything, you get used to it. You know, there's people out there that can just take shots of whiskey all night and they're fucking still can talk to you like normal. If I did a few shots of that, I'd be on my face. Like, so tolerance, I guess, is where we're talking about here. But still, it's funny to hear people talk about dabs. I mean, you guys see me go through it every episode. I talk about it, how strong they are, but... People talk about like just like they only took one dab one time. I was like, you probably took a hot dab of some gross shit, and it probably ruined you. That's why most people, when they like say they've tried dabs, they're like, oh, I, well, I smoke a pen, and I'm like, yeah, that's like a safer, more controlled way of dabbing for sure. You're not gonna get like a super uncomfortable hit from like a good pen. Like it's not gonna like overwhelm you like a fucking slurper dab will. Like when you rip a, I remember when I was first trying slurpers at friends houses or slurpees all the different brand everyone has a different fucking name that sounds similar um but when i was first trying the those this down nails these high surface area nails dude they would just get me so high i would go to my dude's house i'd buy hash from and he'd be like you want a dab before you go and i would i always would say yes but i was always really scared i was like fuck i don't want to be this high right now like i don't like i'm gonna be like stressed out like going home like i'm gonna be like and I realize now, like once I've gotten like my own nails and I've gotten really comfortable and this is all I smoke now, it was a temperature thing and how big a dabs they were giving me, you know, it's like you have, if someone gives you way too big of a dab and it's too hot, I don't care what your tolerance level is or whatever, that shit's gonna, it's gonna hurt. You're gonna be scared and confused. That happens to me around like midnight, 1am. Those dabs, when I start slamming big dabs, like, and it's late at night, I start getting scared and confused. I gotta chill out with it because... <clears throat> The other night, I literally couldn't sleep, and I just stayed up all night researching, installing, and cleaning copper for O2 use. Like, you have to clean copper special for, like, oxygen to go through it. So, because, um, not that I'm running liquid through these lines, liquid oxygen is much more dangerous to run through lines, but God forbid if liquid ever did get in the lines, the lines need to be super clean, just in case, because when liquid oxygen comes in contact with petroleum-based products, it explodes. And if that explodes and then there's a line full of propane next to it and that everything's exploding and then we're exploding. So like I've been doing so much research on how to install these like fucking this whole gas system because I can't find someone to do it. Um, but I'm going to fly my dad out to do the welding and soldering stuff because um, he has a lot more experience with that kind of shit. I could do it, but if I did it, it would probably take me twice as long because I'd have to probably go back and redo shit. And I'd rather just him come out and knock it out with me quickly. So I'm hoping if I can get him out here just a really inconvenient time of year to be flying people around the holidays and shit. Um, but yeah, I've been just researching and just like up all night, just like frantically doing things like that. So like, I don't know, man, trying to get rest. It's weird now. I used to just fall asleep instantly because I was so tired from working so hard. Um, I must not be working hard enough. That means that that's why I'm working out again. Working out again will help do that. It'll keep me more sleepy and then I'll have to go to sleep. I'll be sore and tired. I'll be begging to go to bed. Hell yeah, dude. I'm solving things on the podcast right now. I'm gonna take a dab of my 75 millimeter bub. The ones that are gonna be in the pre-sale are gonna be fully clear though. But they'll be these big chunky boys. These things shred. Um, probably one of the smoothest pieces I make. Um, but that could just be my opinion and how I have it set up and the temperature I hit it at and everything. But I really love um, this piece and how it hits and how much water it moves. It's like, it's just a really fun piece to smoke. When you look at it in the water level, you think you're gonna hit it and it's gonna be like so much work on you, but it's crazy. It's like the best way for me to describe it, which just might not relate to everybody, but if you've ever driven, driven a big truck with like a turbo diesel in it and you hit the gas and that thing moves like a race car and you're like, how is this giant truck moving like a fucking race car right now? This is insane. Like the engine's so powerful that the car, the truck feels light. You're like, the truck doesn't feel big. It's a crazy feeling when you're driving something really big that can go really fast. Um, that's how this thing is. It's like this big chunky thing. You think it's gonna be like this hard hit, but all of a sudden you hit it and it's just like, oh shit, this goes. It's just going and it's effortless. Um, so we're just letting the snail cool down. Take a dab. Oh my God, winter is here. It's a little chilly in the studio today. I should have preheated it before we started this. I just a he's he's a trooper though. Just sticking it out. Better behind the cameras. Yeah, the new spot will definitely like do episodes at the new spot too. We'll probably like eat like we'll flip flop them. Like I'll do like a week here, a week there kind of thing. Cause like the episodes we do at the new spot will be like probably crew episodes where like be like who's in the shop that day or like who's hanging out and we'll just it'll be more of like a chill hangout sash uh podcast and then there'll be the solos during the week or um, you know, during the month too. But 
I've been like talking to the wife and trying to figure out our new format, how we're going to do things in the new year. Cause we're going to change a lot of different things and make it better. I think, um, we want to get to back to where we were as far as how we were creating things. This goddamn studio builds really throwing a wrench into the equation. I'm buying more of that today, too. <coughs> oh, cake. Shake. Oh, my God. Yeah, because... Yeah, this isn't the fancier ship. I like that. Yeah, the papaya was crazy terpy, but this was the type of terp I like. It was creamy, sweet, a little bit of gasoline in there. <coughs> Oh, fuck. The really fruity stuff, if I smoke too much of it, it like turns my stomach because my, you know, even though I'm thick, I've gained 20 pounds over the last year because all I've been doing is working, I don't eat that much. So when you smoke a bunch of fruity shit and it make, tricks your body into thinking you're eating food but you're not getting calories at all, it makes my stomach flip. At least that's my theory on why my stomach's flipping when I'm smoking too much fruity stuff on an empty stomach. That was really... Really flavorful. That is like a crazy, like creamy vanilla, very like almost like like vanilla bean. Like it's very floral. I don't know. That's a that's just great hash. Wow, new batch of Dab Logic is fire right now. <coughs> oh man, I'm very interested to see how this clear pre-sale goes. Excited to do it so I can just fucking maybe. I say slow down, but slow down doesn't mean slow down. It just means slow down on one project to speed up on another one. You know what I'm saying? Like when I like want to do less in one spot, it isn't to sit on the couch. It's so I can invest more time in another spot to make sure that we're um, meeting goals that we're trying to do, you know? But yeah, learning to uh, have the patience though has been my biggest problem lately is I got to keep working on patience because I'm very eager to build and do things or whatever, but you know, I have to realize that I don't have control of every variable in the equation that is me growing my business. So I have to have some patience too because there's people that are slowing me down. But that's okay. And um, if I smoke enough weed, I'll keep saying to myself, that's fine. Man, I feel like I'd really be a handful if I didn't have weed though. I feel like I'd be unbearable. Like, I feel like I would be like, just like, uh I just feel like I'd be just a real ass if I didn't have weed. But that's good. I'm going to make sure I keep having weed. I moved to a state where it's legal and I have my medical card so I can just keep getting the weed to keep me stable so I can do a good job and help everybody. But, you know, the thing with weed is it helps me, like, self-reflect too and, like, not take myself so seriously. If I'm, like, sober and rested, I'm going to feel bad for myself when something goes wrong. I'll be like, woe is me. Oh, my goodness. Everything bad happens to me. When I smoke weed, if I start doing that, I'll like reflect, look at myself almost from a third person and almost just like laugh at myself. Like, oh, what a little bitch. Like, it's just, it's, it helps so much. Like, so that I don't get caught up in my own ego. You know what I mean? Because everyone has ego. It's just to what degree and how much does yours control your narrative and how you act. You know, ego is part of human personality. God damn, dude. That tastes crazy. I think it might be with the coffee too. Sometimes when you drink a certain like type of coffee, it really does like make the weed or the hash taste a little bit different. It's always fun when you find a combination that really complement each other though, because then you drink another coffee and more weed, and then after about two hours of that, you have a panic attack. But it's fun. It's fun till the panic attack. The terps of the coffee and the hash. Mm. Happened the other night to me. Oh my god, I had such a bad panic attack. I didn't even. Uh, I don't wake my wife up anymore though. Like. A year ago, she had a really bad one, and like I kind of saw like what it looks like when someone's having a bad one. You're trying to help them, and I was like, I never want my to do that with my wife. So I'm just not gonna tell anyone next time I'm having a panic attack. I'm just gonna go through it. Oh my god, dude, it's crazy. And I think the big thing is, is I just have too many loose ends right now. I need to finish the studio so I can close that chapter. I think the biggest thing is, is because we find that every year something major happens that's life changing. That's a challenge we have to overcome. The year's coming to an end right now, and I haven't fully solved 
the mega drama from 2022, which was my studio and dealing with like, which I'm still dealing with all these people, code enforcement, regional building, like I've had some recent stuff. Um, so I haven't solved that problem yet and I'm going into 2023 and I don't want it to compound and not, I want to close this out before the end of the year. I want to get this shit done. So I think I'm having panic attacks from the anxiety of feeling like, shit, I'm not going to get this close for the end of the year and then I'm not going to be ready for the next bad thing that's going to happen to me that I'll have to overcome. And if I have multiple things happening at once, like, will I crumble? <clears throat> but, you know, that's not a good way to think either. If you sleep enough, eat well, and don't drink too much coffee, you can avoid a lot of that type of anxiety. Luna, just stop. Just trying to tear up the mat. Holy shit, dude. Alright, I'm gonna take another dab. I don't even know how long we've been going, too. I've just been talking, dude. A little chatty Cathy today. Sick. Um. Oh my god, dude. I'm gonna take another dab of that fucking cake shack, because that's just so tasty with that coffee. Like I said, once I find a good combo, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to keep smoking that. My wife's gonna definitely be driving to the movies, but I'm gonna get to go sit in some XD and watch a fucking cartoon movie and just be like, whoa, what's happening? Hopefully my kiddo's good. Hopefully. I think she will be. She's a sweet kid. You just never know. Four-year-olds are wild. Exciting. So right now, I'm basically just finishing up all the samples for this big clear pre-sale. So by the time this podcast comes out, you guys will probably have already seen a couple of the samples. Um, but... The reason I'm doing it in this way is because I don't know what people want more of. If people want more of the bubs, like, or if they want more of double the fuse or 10 mils or, you know, I'm, this way I can put out um, what people, they can just choose, people can get what they want, and then I'll just close it once it's a, a certain, like, cap um, where I can just work for, like, the next month or so and go into the new year um, without, like, focusing on doing a new drop i can kind of focus on getting the studio running um because i kind of have to like make choices like i can't do everything so i need to like when i'm doing my drops because i do the two patreon uh drops a month which the last month we've just been doing like early access because i haven't been making the separate drops but people seem to have liked the early access stuff but start january i have to do the separate separate drops again which actually in December, there's a separate color drop that's happening just for Patreon. So I'm still doing them. But my point is, is doing the three drops consistently a month and maintaining my schedule is challenging. And if I want to maintain that schedule, I can't be like spending time at the other studio doing stuff. I have to be going all day, all night in one spot to maintain the schedule. So that's why I'm doing this big pre-sale. So then I can schedule myself to spend a couple weeks getting the new studio running and open, get everyone in there and working comfortable. And then we can get back onto our scheduled like drops, how we do them um, with much more. Cause probably by summer of next year, there's going to be all sorts of new glass available accessories. And like Cassie talked about an option on the website uh, so when you buy your piece, you can choose between bubble cap or upgrade to a spinner cap um, option on the purchase of the piece. So like there's a bunch of like new stuff we're working on to like add like more customization and add like more stuff that people might want to the website. So as far as like even like having our own line of like the ISO dip jars and all that kind of stuff. Um, there's just a lot of things and we've had to put a lot on hold until we get into the new space. So we're getting very close to being able to do all the things we want to do. Um, but like I said, I have to, I had to schedule myself to make sure that I can get it done um, while still maintaining all this craziness I'm trying to do. Well, hang on to her. Yeah, these Evan Shore nails are huge too and they fit in here nice. But so you do have to watch out when you're like lifting the thing out, you don't want to like throw your nail out of there. Luckily the bucket's heavier, so if the joint swings out, the bucket usually just stays in. Using a hollow pillar on this one. Hollow pillar's nice, um, especially with a piece like this, if you're gonna rage on it, because even if you're not pulling super hard on this piece, the amount of like uh, pressure that's flowing through this now because of the water volume in here, it just makes like a crazy, like it's just a really strong pull inside the nail. Um, and it has to do with like how much water and like how much pressure is being put on, even though you're, I'm not pulling super hard, it's a lot in the nail. 
Um, these hollow pillars help like hash to not like climb the walls of like the slurpers or slurpees. They almost seem to kind of grab um, the hash. Whereas if it was a solid pillar, the hash would just stick to the outside and maybe climb up with it. When it's a hollow pillar and it has holes all through the side of it, it will actually catch the hash and keep it inside there too. It's almost like a basket spinning around in there, keeping like the concentrate lower in the piece, or at least keeping it around that and vaporizing. It's more surface area too. So when hash hits the outside of the hollow pillar, um, it cools that one spot, but then they can go inside too and hit little hot spots inside of it. Whereas a solid pillar, all the hot spots are just on the um, surface. There's no internal hot spots. So yeah, <clears throat> I'll warm this up. Take one last dab here. Then fucking get ready for an exciting afternoon. Then come home and make some more clear stuff. Get ready for this big clear job. I think we have to... We're still crushing out bubble caps today for the stuff we've sold. And again, Brandon's been shipping. I see about 30 pelicans over there all plucked with stuff in them, but they're missing caps. Some, not all, some of them have caps, but we're missing some caps. So that's what we're doing today with the guys is getting everyone like together to get these caps and everything ready to be shipped. I'm working on the samples for the final drop of the year. We have colors pulled for the final Patreon drop that's going to be at the end of the month. And, yeah. We have a huge... We got a big giveaway um, that I think ends today, maybe. But today is in Wednesday. It's This comes out on a Sunday. But yeah, I gave, I gave away four pieces this month on Patreon. I gave away a 14 mil standard, 14 mil double diffuse, and two 10 mil turp hammers. Um, so December, we have another huge giveaway like that. So if you guys want to get in on those giveaways, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com backslash Studios. Um, we do monthly giveaways on there. We also do our two monthly drops, early access to Sunday sales, and live hangouts. Live hangouts are very, very similar to the podcast. I just get on there and rant and talk to the people in chat. Sometimes we blow a little gl uh, glass. The glass blowing seems to make people like leave the lives though, because it's like maybe not as exciting. Because glass blowing is a very slow process. Like, look how long it takes just to warm up this nail to take a dab and let it cool. Imagine shaping something. It's just it's a very slow and long process. You have to work the glass slow and smooth so that you don't manipulate it in a negative way that fucking fucks with the integrity of it. But yeah. I sure what those puppies were barking at. Getting sassy. Getting wild. It's definitely not oxygen because they told me that they're not coming till later tonight. They called me even. Like, our boys are calling out sick. We're not coming there till late. All right. Take my final dab here of that cake shack because that's just so good. And then I'll get my fucking studio ready. And then we're going to have a fucking solid week. We're going to crush. I know we're going to do good. Um, we're excited that our our uh, guy that's been here the longest, Cormac, decided to uh, step up. He's going to go full-time for the first time. He's just about done with school. Um, he's going to go full-time here and crush with us, and he's going to take on more responsibility, so we're going to be able to do a lot more. And I'm going to be – like, if he's helping, like, making perks and stuff, I'm going to be able to have – I won't have to work as late, honestly. If I have someone that's prepping like percolators, so that they're ready to like be like polished up and gridded out, and then put and then I can put them into the piece. A lot of the time is in making my perks. They take like you have to let them cool and then like cut them. It, it's not a quick process. It like, but if the perks were already pre-made, it would make me be able to get more done and then not have to stay up so late, which means more rest for me. It's healthier, more family time, and putting out quality consistent product so that's more time for more artsy stuff too right now i'm in the battle of just trying to find more time and i think the best way to do it is to just be willing to let people help and that's what i'm trying to do it's kind of scary though like relying on people scary i usually don't like to put people in situations where if they fuck up it's gonna make it really hard for us to like move forward but i have to like trust people enough that you know yeah that we can do it i think someone's here i heard i heard a gate open i think 
Or maybe that was Bane. I might be hearing shit. Or my, I think hit the skateboard. <laughs> it's very like... <coughs> this piece is surprising how thick the hits it gives you. You'd think it would like take the smoke longer or something to travel, but it's like so direct. Because the water stacks like all the way to the top. It's basically a bubble machine and then the smoke just goes right into the mouthpiece. So direct. <coughs> oh, God. There will be a limit on a few pieces in that clear pre-sale where I'm like, I'm only willing to make like two or three of them. Um, it's like honey jars, these, and that's and like the halos, but... Just so people know. So if you really want one of these, these aren't going to be probably the ones that are like just sitting there up for a long time because they're going to have like a limit on the quantities I'm going to sell. Everything will have a limit, but like these will be so much lower that they'll probably sell quicker. Wow, <sighs> dude. You ever just do a dab and then you're like, whoa. I think there was weed in that. <sighs> Jesus. That was good. That, that cake uh, shack is very vanilla sugary. Like, it's almost like I feel like I can, like, taste, like, sugar in my mouth after I've smoked that. That's crazy. It's awesome hash. Well, shit. It's been fun today. We talked about a lot of random shit. That's what we do. Just talk about random shit. There's glass involved, smoking involved. It's a hangout. But we're excited to finish out this year strong and all the new things we're going to do. Thank you everybody who has stuck with me during this year of transition the business and everything we've been going through has just been not our normal scheduled programming, but everyone that's stuck around, we really appreciate you and we can't wait to uh, move on to the next big thing and then get even more people in there here hanging out with us and checking out what we're doing at Bear Mountain Studios. So we have our final drop here coming up. We haven't announced the date yet, but it's going to be like, like early early mid December, um, sometime, and uh, this will be the last clear of the year. And then Patreon does have one final color drop at the end of the year that will probably be five mil RBRs and some other fun stuff they've been asking for. So because uh, I've been five mil tool. So damn, yeah, Taglia came out with some sick shit. Whatever, I shouldn't even be talking right now. There's so many cool tools out right now for making stuff. I'm gonna be able to make the five mils again. Thank you so much, everybody. Episode 115. Uh, this was What's Up Everybody podcast. This was fun. Have a great day, everybody. Damn, my hands are cold. It's cold.